Praise the Lord. Uh, you're welcome once again to uh, the House Fellowship today. Uh, this evening, we're going to um, start a series. And this series is going to take us up onto the next um, seminar. And uh, in this series, we want to learn uh, from the scriptures on how to receive miracles from God. Hallelujah. How to receive miracles from God. And we want to see from the scriptures things that, things and principles that we can uh, put into practice for us to um, receive um, miracles uh, from God. Now, one thing about Christianity is that what sets it apart is that Christianity is the only um, if you permit me to use the word um, religion um, where the founder is not dead where the founder is not inside a grave every other movement or system of thought whoever started it their founders are in the grave and we know where their graves are but Jesus is not in the grave he died and he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And that process, which is the process of resurrection, forms the foundation of the way in which we are supposed to live as Christians. Which means that our lives are meant to defy natural logic. It defies natural logic how a man who was beaten so mercilessly that we couldn't even recognize him on the third day he rose from the dead never to die again hallelujah and it is this person jesus christ who actually is also god that forms the foundation of our christianity in fact the bible says he's the first begotten from the dead he was the first person to have been resurrected from the dead fair enough other people were raised from the dead before then but they were raised from the dead to continue the life that they were living before they died but jesus christ passed through death and burial and resurrection to start living a life that he wasn't living before and also for us to start living a life that we didn't used to live before we became Christians. Hallelujah. Because when he appeared to his disciples, he no longer had flesh and blood. He now had flesh and bones. Hallelujah. Which is a resurrected body. But back to the discussion, how to receive miracles from God. Many times um, as believers, things happen to us. And when those things happen, when those situations come up, depending on how grounded we are in the word, and also with a mixture of the way we were brought up since we were young, will determine what our reaction to those situations are. As to whether we will tolerate those situations, whether we will permit those situations, or whether we will then move forward and turn those situations around. Hallelujah. 
and um, this is what we've come to uh, study on today we'll be looking at eight areas and eight principles eight things that we can put to use in ensuring that we receive miracles from God now as believers we need to realize something that even in this physical world this physical world is made up of laws now I'll tell you what I'll give you an example of a law an example of a law is the law of what gravity now law of gravity states that when you jump from somewhere or when you you know sort of like move off a surface you're gonna come right down that's the law of gravity so everything every physical object on the earth including your body is subject to the law of gravity so it means that if you walk off a platform you're coming right down to the floor so that's the law of gravity so that's a law and that law always works now in the kingdom of God we also have laws and when you obey or fulfill the requirements of those laws certain things will happen to you now under the law of gravity if you come off a surface and you go to the ground and then when you get to the ground you're then wondering how come I got to the ground how come God did not stop me from going to the ground no it's not a fault of God it's simply because you fulfilled the requirements of that law and then you came to the floor same thing too you may then turn to Satan and say why did Satan make me fall to the ground no he didn't make you fall to the ground all that happened was that all that happened was that you fulfilled the requirements of the law of gravity you fulfilled the requirements of the law of gravity and then the law of gravity took hold and you know exerted itself upon you hallelujah so same thing too in the kingdom of God and in the realm of the spirit there are laws that obtain and many of us the fact that you are unaware of a law does not mean that that law will not work the fact that a baby is unaware of the law of gravity does not mean that the law of gravity will not take hold of that baby if that baby fulfills the conditions for the law of gravity so same thing with us as believers the fact that we are ignorant of the laws of the spirit does not prevent those laws from working when we fulfill the requirements of those laws so what we have come to do uh, over the next few weeks is to study in the scriptures what some of these laws are so that when we have a knowledge of these laws we can then put these laws into practice put these laws into action so that we are conscious of the kind of results that we are expecting when we put these laws into practice so that you know that if you walk off this table and you walk off the surface of this table you know what is going to happen that you are going to be subject to the law of gravity and the one key difference that I want to highlight before we go into the subject for today between the, the physical world and the spiritual world is that because Adam sold this world 
to Satan in the Garden of Eden, gave up his authority, gave up his control of this physical world to Satan in the Garden of Eden, Satan has corrupted, does his sin corrupted this entire world. And it then meant that we, in our physical bodies, and even in our spirits, before Jesus came, were subject to corruption. Meant that things will then just decay. Things will then just spoil over time. You know, if you leave a house and nobody lives there, and nobody goes to bang anything against that house, leave it so, for so many years, what's going to happen? It will decay. It will naturally corrupt. So it means that this system naturally corrupts. Hallelujah. But now that Jesus has come, now that God has come on the scene, there are situations happening to us today that will require a suspension and a reversal of these natural laws. Hallelujah. Now, there is the law of sickness stemming out of corruption. But now Jesus has come to establish a new law, which is the law of health. And that law of health, you then have to come under its jurisdiction. You then have to find out, how do I put the laws of health into motion? And what those laws of health will do to you is to reverse the operations of the law of sickness in your atmosphere. Hallelujah. And that is what we now call a miracle or a blessing. Which is that something is, would have been bound to happen in the physical, but there was an intervention from God that reversed it. I'll give you an example. Haman secured some letter from the king. And the Bible says that the king sealed this letter with his ring. It meant that it was irreversible. It meant that the king, it was too late for the king to change his mind. But guess what? <clears throat> Esther did something. Esther went into the presence of God. And what did she do? If you read the prayer of Esther, what did Esther do? Esther made a demand for a reversal of the letter of Haman. So it means that as believers, we can go into the presence of God and make a demand for a reversal of things that are happening wrong to us in our outward circumstances. Haman secured that letter in the outer court. But Esther went into the inner presence of the king to make a reversal. And that inner presence is where we have access to under the new covenant. The Bible says that we should come boldly unto the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in the time of need. So by the blood of Jesus, we now have access into the inner presence of God, into the place where if the high priest ever dared to go without permission, he will die. We now have access to that place. And we now have the privilege of going into that inner 
presence of God to now demand for a reversal of things that the enemy has initiated against us in our outward circumstances. I hope you know that doctrines have been built round things that are happening on our outward circumstances. Because if Esther did not go in there, there was practically nothing anybody else could do to reverse that letter. So, there are things happening to you today that those things are formidable. Those things, when you look at them, you can't just think of any way out. You cannot imagine any way out of those situations. They are formidable. They have been established. There are things that you cannot even imagine in your wildest imaginations can be turned around. But Esther went into the very presence of God to demand for a reversal. And that is why we are here today. We are here to find out from the word how we can practice going into the presence of God to reverse every formidable thing that is happening on the outside. In fact, when Jesus was hanging there on the cross and he said, you know, he cried that, why hast thou forsaken me? What did the people say? The people said that it looked as though, it, it, it was as though this was the judgment of God that had come upon him. It was as though this situation is formidable. It was as though God himself was the author of that situation. It was as though God himself was the one who commissioned them to kill him to suffer for the things that he had been saying to them. So, many things are happening in our lives today that they are so formidable that people around us are even beginning to suggest to us that God could be the one behind this thing. Because it is so formidable. It is something that you can't even handle. It is something that the way it is arranged, there is no way out. Same thing goes to for generational causes. What they call generational causes. It's, it looks formidable. Because Satan has shown you the picture that it happened to your granddad. Then it happened to your dad. Therefore, it must happen to you. But now, you have the blood of Jesus. You have the presence of God. Now you can go into the presence of God by the blood of Jesus and demand for a reversal of any situation that is against you. No matter how formidable and how established it is. Hallelujah. I just pray, my prayer today is that our hearts will be able to imagine it. Our hearts will be able to conceive it. That there is no situation, no matter how formidable, no matter how established, no matter how rigid it is, that we cannot reverse. Hallelujah. Esther reversed it because she could get to the king. And we now have that privilege. We can get to the king. We can reverse anything that has come against us. That is now our heritage as believers. 
He says, Come boldly unto the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in the time of need. And that was what Jesus demonstrated. He reversed everything. Everything that came, he reversed. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. Oh my God, I've not even read the scripture yet. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13 verse 11. Luke chapter 13 verse 11. Luke chapter 13 verse 11 And behold There was a woman Which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years And was bowed together And could in no wise Lift up herself And when Jesus saw her He called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. So the first thing Jesus did was to speak the word to her. Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. The next thing Jesus did, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So two things Jesus did. The first thing was that he spoke the word. The second thing was that he laid his hands on the woman. But just before we get to that point, verse 11 says that, And could in no wise... Lift up herself. Hallelujah. There are people today with situations surrounding them and they don't know what to do. It says, could in no wise lift herself up. Could in no wise lift herself up. There are people today, they are in a situation and until until that word comes to them there is absolutely no way they can lift themselves up hallelujah she could in no wise lift herself up 18 years meant that if something had been there for 18 years it means that that woman had no feasible hope of ever getting that problem solved and to compound matters if you read that scripture further what actually happened there was that that woman was in the synagogue with the Pharisees and the Pharisees were running a system and that system could not deliver her that system could not deliver that woman so they got angry at Jesus when Jesus broke their protocol and got that woman delivered. Hallelujah. 
So the word that will be coming to us today and in subsequent sessions is going to give us strength. That when we speak those words into any area of our lives that has been bound for so long, that has been established for so long that way, and we speak the word into it and we touch that area, God's power will go into it and it will straighten up. So if there is any area of your life today, maybe it's the business area of your life. Receive the word and speak it to it and lay your hands on it. You will see the power of God. It says she was that she immediately was made straight and she glorified God. So it means that there is a miracle in your mouth and in your hands. When you speak and when you touch, there is a miracle. Hallelujah. And we are joint heirs with Christ. And Jesus said, greater works than these are we going to do. So it meant that if Jesus spoke to areas that were helpless, this was, she was completely helpless. No man could help her. The religious system of the day could not help her. But when Jesus came on the scene, He spoke the word and laid hands on her. And you see, the advantage we have today is that that very Jesus lives on the inside of us. Hallelujah. So it's not even a case of going to bring Jesus from somewhere to come and lay hands on what is going on in our lives. Hallelujah. What these sessions are all about is releasing that Jesus on the inside of you. So that when you speak the word of God and when you touch that situation in your life, it will respond to the power of God. Nobody had an answer for that woman. Just the same way you don't have the answer for that situation in your life today. You don't have the answer Your parents don't have the answer. Your friends don't have the answer. Your relatives don't have the answer. Nobody has the answer. The religious system doesn't have the answer. Hallelujah. But when Jesus appeared on the scene, He spoke to the woman and laid hands on the woman and the power of God straightened her out. So it means that when we speak the word and lay hands... Under the influence of the word of God, those situations that have been established and tightened, Bible says, will be loosed. And you will rise up and you will be giving (coughs) glory to God. Hallelujah. So I want to throw this out as a challenge to us. That is there any area in your life that it looks like Satan has already started something. He, he has already, you know, put you in a box. He has already, whole, you know, boxed you to a corner. That even you yourself, you are beginning to suggest that 
maybe it is God. You know, people believe God for things or, you know, for situations. And after a while, when they don't see the manifestation, they say maybe God is withholding the answer to teach me something. No. So it means that it was Satan. Haman was a type of Satan. He was the one who obtained. He was one who arranged it against you. And made it extremely formidable. To a point that when you even look at how formidable the thing is. You are even beginning to accept the suggestion. That maybe God is behind this. Because it was very formidable. But as long as you go into the presence of the king with your petition and you make that demand for a reversal, what you agree with the king in his presence will reverse everything that is happening on the outside. The gallows that Haman made for the people of God was the same gallows that were used in hanging Haman. Did you see that? The Bible says if the princes of this world had known this wisdom, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So it means that that formidable arrangement that the enemy has put together against you is actually going to be his very undoing. Do you understand that? And this thing is so powerful. You know that not once was the name of God mentioned in the book of Esther. And yet the same day on the calendar when a man was hung on his own gallows was the same day that Hitler fell. Was the same day on the calendar that Hitler fell. And what is in common between Hitler and Haman? Wanting to destroy the people of God. Wanting to destroy and ex completely exterminate the people of God. Just to show you that that situation that Satan has orchestrated around you to exterminate you and extinguish you, you need to Take that step and go into the very presence of God and make your demand for the complete reversal of that arrangement. And once you have secured that in His presence, everything on the outside will adjust from that day when Esther made that demand every foot that a man carried was wrong so it means that from the time you begin to operate in the presence of God every foot and every step the enemy takes is going to be the wrong one for them and then they will simply make crucial mistakes that will Cave them in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My time is up. So we'll continue from here.
um, next week. Amen. Amen. In fact, I didn't even get to start the core message, but we'll start next week. This was just the foundation, which is we're talking about how to receive miracles from God. Now, just laying that foundation that, look, challenging you that we need to go into God's presence in spite of the formidable things that the enemy has erected around us. 18 years is no joke. But Jesus was operating in the very presence of God. And he demanded for a reversal of that situation. Remember when he was talking to the Pharisees, he said, said, Ought not this daughter of Abraham, who had been bound for 18 years, be loosed from our infirmities? Hallelujah. So I just believe God that this is going to put something in your heart today. That those things that have been formidable against you, you are going to deal with them in the presence of God. And the weapons we are going to use, the things we are going to use, are what we are going to be learning about over the next uh, few weeks up onto the next seminar. Hallelujah. And just to give you um, a preview, the first principle we are going to be dealing with is uh, the principle of um, thanksgiving. And we are going to be doing that um, in our next uh, meeting. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Did you get something out of this? Amen. So, we'll just uh, take some time off to pray you know, and to intercede. It's good for us to pray for a little while after we've re- um, received the word of God. You know, and uh, we're just going to, you know, ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And also, we're going to ask for our eyes to be opened to see what he has provided for us. Hallelujah. God's presence was a restricted area. People were not allowed to go there. And even the high priest was not allowed to go for more than once in a year. But when Jesus died, the veil was rent into two. And it was no longer a restricted area. But I hope you know that in your office, they've told you that this area is restricted. But then, it only takes one tap on the computer to unrestrict that area. But if they don't tell you that your pass is going to work to enter that area, because you have been told all your life, that your past cannot get you into that area, you won't even bother going there. That's number one. And number two, even if you go there, you might not even know your way around. Hallelujah. So that's why it's important for us to know that the restriction has been removed. And for us to also be able to find our way there. Know how to operate there. Know how to get how to operate from that place, and how to enjoy the benefits of what God has provided for us to operate there. Hallelujah! So let's rise to our feet and um, let's pray for some time. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Amen. So we're just. 
uh, I'm going to take these uh, prayer points. Just according to that scripture in Luke chapter 13. It says, she could in no wise lift herself up. So it means that there are people going through issues where they can't lift themselves up. Hallelujah. Or perhaps even if you are going through an issue where you can't seem to lift yourself up, light has come. What did Jesus do? He spoke the word to it and he laid his hands on it. Hallelujah. So what you are going to do this evening is that we are going to pray in the spirit and the word that you know, you will speak it to that situation. And when you eventually lay your hands on it, say for instance, it's a business. When you, you can speak to that business, but then as you lay your hands on that business, as you are applying for jobs, as you are going around for contracts, you will see things straighten up by the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah.